Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter and I am going to talk about Sharp Objects, Season 1, Episode 8. It is called Milk as the Finale. And I said Season 1, but it's really just a limited series. Or is it? Apparently uh, the book author tweeted out something like more soon. We know that Amy Adams is done. I mean, at least she said she was done and she had no interest in coming back. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. That, that, that's debate for the end of the, the show. Uh, full spoilers for this final episode of Sharp Objects. Um, and obviously, I mean, you kind of want to jump straight to the end, right? You want to talk about the outcome and kind of work your way back a little bit. Uh, some standout scenes, of course. I mean, I think the opening with with uh, Camille coming to the dinner table and being, you know, told to sit down by Alan, who's kind of asserting himself, because uh, he cause, probably because he feels helpless, he feels weak, uh, and he wants to try and assert some power again, um, and everything there. Very, very awkward scene as it's been, but I mean, the episode ultimately becomes. Camille, in an effort to save Ama slash take the hit, if you will, to prove what she's done, uh, feigns being sick so that uh, Adora will will take care of her and give her the the blue jar, the blue bottle of medicine that she makes, and we get you know a good chunk of this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter episode, and the first sort of half or so is Camille being taken care of, being sick, and getting worse and worse. And Adora finally seeming to be happy with her because she's been allowed to take care of her. And, you know, the scene in the bath in particular really stood out because Adora kind of talks about her mother and how she would drive her out into the woods and leave her there. And she'd be like, oh, we all have shitty childhoods, but, you know, you have to get over it or it's just being selfish. And it's like, okay, right, so your mother didn't want you. So you feel like you need your children to have to, to need you. you. You want to feel needed because you didn't you didn't feel like you were needed as a, as a, as a kid. Uh, so, you know, it, it, there's that stuff there, but I, I think the big talking points here really come uh, from the ending. I will say the the giant relief, because it really feels like, oh, is, is Camille going to, like, die here to, like, you know, prove a point? Like, you know, eventually Willis and Vickery and co. will come looking because she's missing, and there's some fishy elements to this, and they'll, they'll put it together after the fact, and her death kind of lets them do that. Uh, I, I thought it might go that way at one point. I get keep in mind, you know, not read the book or just just watching the show, and you know, so there was a genuine feeling, you know, when when Willis comes to the door and Alan kind of tells him to go away, he's like, no, no, Camille's out with her friends, and he's like, I, all I could think was, wait a minute, he knows she doesn't have friends. <laughs> So that's what I was thinking, but he notices the car there, and you're kind of hoping for something, like, you know, something that'll make him turn around and go back to the house, because you're really, you know, you're scared for, for Camille at this point, she's, she's helpless, she can't get to her phone, she can barely walk, uh, it really feels like Adora's got both her and Amma trapped, uh, and the feeling of, of relief when those, those flashing police lights, you can see the blue and red light coming in the window, and Adora's reaction is priceless, it's great. Uh, th that moment uh, is it feels great, and uh, Joe, you know I love about this the most, you know, because obviously Willis comes in, but so does Curry, uh, Frank, her editor, who was really concerned on the phone, and has been concerned. He's been very, very, uh, very much a father figure to her uh, throughout the throughout the show. But him come running in, screaming for Camille, uh, really was heartwarming. It was kind of touching because i think the idea that what eventually saved camille was the fact that someone cared because i think so much of this show is feeling like others don't care about you feeling that you have these weird connections with everyone else that you can't build proper relationships so the idea that there was this person that, that did genuinely care and was a genuine uh you know a, a genuine influence in her life 
who cared enough to get on a plane and come to the town. Like, he was so worried after that conversation last episode that he came to town. And, you know, he had enough information. He'd heard about Adora over, over that phone call, enough to know that this was dangerous, enough to get the police. And as we hear later on from Willis, that he basically kicked down the police door, <laughs> demanding that they go out there. Um, and, of course, they do. And, you know, there's, there's a satisfaction in Vickery telling... Adora that she has to be arrested and to come down the station and she's like saying I, I don't even you know uh, Alan at one point tries to stop her from being handcuffed and it's very kind of like not back down so <laughs> yeah speaking of Alan like he has that that line with because again Vickery last episode I said how he was you know he was kind of curious about about Amma being sick and he asked Alan about it at the barber shop and you know Alan gets kind of kind of saucy here he's like oh there's something going about the house hope we don't catch it uh, that's a very, you know, there's some insinuations there by what he's saying. He is clearly implying that Vickery is, is into his wife and is around too much. That is definitely the sense you get from that comment. Uh, and Vickery knows that's what he means. And he's like, hey, stay here and let's talk about this like man. Uh, and Alan, Alan waffles off. And I, I think Alan being kind of a coward who lets everything go by, he might comment here or there, but ultimately he won't really do anything to stop anything. This, he seems to know what Adora is doing. You know, he's like, go easy on the medicine. And he's like, no, that's your department. I'll stay out of it. Uh, I, I think deep down he does know, and I, I think that's like you know, I, I really again, it's this this idea of Adora having control over everyone around her. But yeah, so like I say, great relief. You know, the, the idea that Frank came rushing in because he actually cares for her, and there is someone who's looking out for her. And you know, maybe Willis, you know, now you know, obviously he says sorry afterwards uh, for everything and. Um, they, you know, he sees the the scars finally when they come and get her, and there's, there's that little moment there. Um, but she needed help. She was someone who needed help, and he, instead of recognizing that, got angry because she hurt his feelings. Uh, and I think I think he knows that in the in this episode. And uh, so yeah, really touched everything with Frank with with Camille was really touching, especially later on when we hear the the article, at least the end of the article that she she's written about how she's taken taking care of Ama and how, you know has she inherited what her mother had where she she needs to feel like she's needed or is it out of kindness and you know these days I'm leaning towards kindness like that was a really sweet thing it was, it was this idea that she thinks it's for the right reasons she hopes it's for the right reasons and she wants to believe it's for the right reasons but there's, there is that doubt there's that seed of doubt and I guess that's only human and I think that that was a really nice moment uh, but yeah, so let's talk about so so Adora gets taken away. We see a glimpse. She, obviously, she pleads not guilty. We get a glimpse of that. There's this montage of Ama coming to live with Camille in St. Louis, and Alan's left behind at the house. Uh, he's not really fighting for her, seemingly. But you know, we see that she's living with 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 Camille. And I thought the episode was going to wrap up soon. Um, and then it kept going. It kept going to the point where I'm like, okay, this happy ending is lasting far too long. There was going to be more to this to the point where I was kind of worried. I was worried that it was going to try and pull some sort of shock twist, and there is kind of a final reveal, of course, at the end. But I was worried whatever it was going to pull was going to feel cheap. Whatever it pulled was going to feel forced in at the end to have that final moment before the credits, you know, to really shock us before we before we leave. However, the the shock reveal itself actually works quite well. Uh, because of a number of things they've set up, not only in this episode, but the entire show. So the final moment, um, so obviously we see Camille has got Amma living with her, and Amma's even making new friends, she's got a new friend that she's been hanging out with, who even comes to dinner, they're, they're at uh, our, uh, you know, Curry's house, and they're all having dinner together, and 
but then the mother of this friend comes by Camille towards the end of the episode and says, hey, I've not been able to contact her, do you know where she is? And she's, oh, I think they went to this pool or, or whatever. Uh, and it's after this that Camille goes into Amma's room. And obviously there's the, the, the foreshadowing of the, the photograph falling off the wall, but she goes into Amma's room and the dollhouse is there and she notices the little doll is propped up in the window just like the victim was uh, back in the town. And then notices that the floor, the, the the room in the house that was the the, the elephant ivory, and and the, the main house, in this dollhouse is teeth, and we know that the victim's teeth were all taken, and then Amma walks in, and of course the final line is "Don't tell Mama," right? That's the the final moment. So revealing that Amma is in fact, because this was actually one of the weird things about the episode for me in the middle was that it felt kind of odd how how sort of tacked on the resolution to the, the murders was, because it was all about getting to getting to Adora because of what she's doing to Camille, and then proving what she did to, to Marianne, proving what she's doing to Ama, and it's almost just like, oh, they find the pliers, and it's just kind of like, oh, I guess she killed those girls as well. Like, it's almost just kind of a, an assumption, an afterthought almost. It, it didn't feel like there was a big moment that was given to, oh my god, she did that to those girls. That's, like, way more vicious than... I mean, she obviously she killed her daughter, that's vicious, but the murders were very different. Those were very violent and, you know, uh, visceral and, you know, teeth pulling out. Like that, was, that was a very different thing. And it felt like it was kind of like, she's denying it, of course, and it felt like it was kind of almost glossing over it. And it didn't ruin anything for me, but I was, I was sort of noticing that, and I was thinking, that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that we're not really really talking about the extreme nature of what she did to, to those victims. But then at the end here, when we find out it was Ama, which by the way, there is like a mid-credit sequence uh, showing you her killing the girls in just a, a couple of quick cuts, and she looks like an absolute freaking psychopath. It's actually a really good performance uh, by Eliza Scanlon. Uh, it's very good. But, uh, so make sure you check that out, because that was a really creepy couple of quick seconds in the middle of the credits. Uh, it's when it switches songs, before it switches to the slower song, and there's like a, uh, just a little montage of her killing, uh, not only the two girls, but seemingly also the new friend, who, and that's why she's missing. Uh, but if you go back and look at the, the scenes leading up to this, so we know from earlier in the season, the breadcrumbs are here, that, that Adora was becoming very friendly with her two friends that ended up dead. And, like here, it seems like her new friend was actually starting to, like, get get very friendly with with Camille. The idea that Camille replaced Adora at Farama in terms of the mother figure, in terms of the one who's taking care of her. And this is essentially a jealous rage. Maybe that's simplifying it a little bit too much, but the idea that she she's worried that, you know, someone's taken the, the limelight away from her. Now, of course, with, with Adora... Um, like, given how messed up she was and given how messed up everything around that was, it wouldn't surprise me if, indeed, there was kind of, like, a genuine... She was ignoring Amma in favour of these two other girls who, you know, and that's, you know, what led to the rage. Um, but here, obviously, Camille's not actually paying her more attention. There's, there's a little moment at the dinner table where her friend... Um, I should probably get her name, actually. I keep saying her friend. I never quite caught it um, in, the, in the episode. But her friend has, like, notes written on her hand. You know, and not, nothing, 
Uh, May, I think it was May. Yeah, uh, nothing like you know, just just not 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 carving like she does, but written in pen, just like you know, get milk. That's where the title of the episode comes from. Uh, and then there's one that's just you know, uh, call mum or whatever it was. Like you know, there's a couple of reminders written on her hand. You know, just like you know, people do sometimes. And there's this little moment where she sees that, and she kind of has like a little smirk. And this is right after May's spoken about how she wants to become uh, a journalist or a politician, and she wants to be a writer and uh, that kind of thing. And there's this little awkward moment, and it's right after this scene that Amma's in bed, and she's talking to Camille, who comes in to like, say goodnight, and she's like, uh, do you wish I was a writer? And it's like she's feeling jealous, like, like Camille's making a more genuine connection with someone else that might be more personal than what she has with her. Um, and as much as, obviously, like Amma be- turning out to be the killer, she's actually the woman in white, as it were. Um... I think at first glance it feels like it's out of left field, but if you actually stop and think about it, it, it does add up really well in the sense that, you know, C- Camille herself even is worried that, you know, her mother passed her sickness on to her, but it's actually, you know, Amma is also just as susceptible to that, and it, obviously it's not the exact same thing that her mother did, but in the same way that her mother needed to feel needed um, and take care of someone... Amma seems to need someone that she that is the, the the caregiver. She needs that in her life, and she's she's so strong, such a strong connection to that, that the minute there's a hint of someone else taking that from her and getting that attention, uh, she acts out. And it does add up with what I was saying the last couple of weeks, where because this show is so much, the the core theme of this show is the the anger and the rage hidden by women specifically, because they're they're typically not allowed to show it in the same way that men are considered to you know generally are right and the idea that the women are always supposed to act calm and if they act out of line or they act it's like oh they're hysterical because of this so typically they intentionally try and uh keep themselves reserved because they'll be treated differently you know if a guy gets upset and angry they'll say oh he's blown off steam oh he's, he's doing this but if a woman gets angry and screams oh she's a hysterical crazy person we have to deal with that there is definitely like a sort of general attitude and obviously it varies not everyone reacts the same way but that is a sort of general societal norm uh, to an extent and I've been saying for the last couple of episodes that it will make a lot of sense that whoever the killer is is this pent up rage is coming from a woman because thematically that's what works in the show and I think that's what happens here with Anna is that this is the because I think you know we, we reveal that that, uh, that Adora is you know she has this of course and she's always had this uh, but the idea that she's created someone who's even worse arguably than what she is um not that Camille, not that Adora isn't awful, and not that she isn't still to blame. Like I would still say she's the one core one to blame for all this. Like she created Ama, right? And if you think back to the show over the course of this the season, there's been so many moments where Ama's went from being kind of sweet to being very scary, to being very provocative, to being confrontational, um, and then seeing those clips in the mid credits of her strangling one of the victims and just like smiling like. Uh, you know, manically as she does it. I mean, it smells maybe not the right word, but there was definitely like a a grin was forming. It felt like a grin was forming, and then there's the sort of the, the cam moment afterwards where she's looking through the the fence. Uh, you know, she she did this. She she <laughs> she has all this pent up rage, uh, be, be, and created largely by her mother. Um, this idea of, of nurture uh, creating this rather than nature and. Uh, and it, again, it ties into the themes of the show, the idea that people in this town keep having these same problems because they keep ignoring them and it's a never-ending cycle. You know, it, it's, it's kind of there. And uh, Obviously, there's this, the shock for, for, for Camille at the end when she when she realises this. Um, and it's funny because I think I was worried that it was going to pull out a quick last trick to give us the final shock. 
but once I stopped and thought about, okay, what, does this make sense that Am is the one who's done this? Now, of course, they bring up the teeth being pulled and how that takes more strength and he mentions an accomplice. It doesn't seem like Adora was an accomplice just going from that final little bit in the mid-credits. Like she, it doesn't seem like she was aware of this necessarily. Um, which makes sense why she pleaded not guilty, although I feel like Adora would plead not guilty anyway. Uh, they definitely have her for the murder of her own daughter, that's for sure, uh, and the attempted murder of her other two daughters. So, um, yeah, it's the idea that, like, Adora created her. And, you know, Camille got out, and she's found other, you know, parental figures. Now, obviously, she didn't meet Curry until she was an adult, but the idea that his influence on her is already so beneficial, not just that he came in and saved her and always cares for her, but just his influence is already kind of bearing fruit in terms of, you know, who she is and how she responds to things and how she's trying to be better and trying to be more healthy. Um... So no, I I think I think the ending actually works really well. Uh, it takes some it takes a little bit of thought though. You have to sit and think about all the breadcrumbs that have led to this. Think about Ama and all these different scenes. Um, <laughs> uh, it is funny to think that we ended up with two killers actually in the end of seemingly separate you know deaths. So it's not like it's not like Scream where there's two killers for the one thing. It's like no no no. We have we have one killer of one person and we have a killer of the other the other main victims. Um, but it, it, it does make sense to a degree why we focus so heavily on on the drama of Camille and her family because that was really going to be the core of everything uh, by the time we got to the end of the show and yeah so it's funny because I feel like the, the ending you think I'd have even more to say in the last few episodes but honestly you, you're talking about the conclusion uh, and there's all these little minutes so there's the, the scene where they stand off Jackie a little bit when they run into her when they're visiting Adora and it's worth mentioning as well is that Camille still wants to go see Adora and doesn't seem like she's angry at her when she goes to visit her and uh, sorry I, I meant I mean Amma I said Camille there I think but you know Amma goes in and doesn't seem ha- upset that she's talking to her they seem to still have like a pleasant enough conversation uh, in the visiting area uh, whereas Camille stays outside she doesn't want to go in she she stays back. She she's like, and I like the idea that Camille has has truly escaped this, and c- going back and confronting this, and you know, and, and catching her mother out and solving this, has finally shut the door for her, and she can probably move on and be healthier. And that doesn't mean it'll be gone completely. It doesn't mean that she'll never think about it, but she has successfully closed the door and she can heal now. And I think that's maybe that moment where she she notices the writing on Bay and May's uh, hand, where. Like I almost said, bay there. God, oh, shudder. God, damn, young people speak. So, but no, I, I think that that moment there is kind of this reflective moment for her. Um, but of course, Ama still does care for Adora and does seemingly still want to have some of that connection, even though she's happily shifted. And it also paints into a new light going back to when Ama's the one who suggested, "Can I come and live with you?" It's like she's trying to shift to to Camille in that episode and now when you know that because she gets this obsessed because she gets this attached it has this whole new light it's kind of like because i think we were so focused throughout the show of camille like feeling that she needs to protect her sister because she lost her younger sister because she lost alice at rehab we were so focused on what she needs out of this relationship that i don't think we we or at least i didn't stop and consider it to the same extent what what Anna wants out of that relationship, what her side of this is, that she's determined to have her. 
and how I mean if you think back to the start of the show almost immediately as soon as she shows up she's excited about her sister she wants to bond with her and Camille's very standoffish but over the course of the season she kind of you know wears her down a little bit um but you know it's a, it's a it's a thing it's a whole thing so um yeah it's an ending it works really well and I, I feel like yeah we don't really need any more I, I think this is all you really need um of this story if there is some kind of follow-up if they're planning something i don't know what i would want from it because i mean the cast are obviously so good but i, I don't know where the story goes from here um uh, or if i want any more story because it is such a good ending um i i mean what are the routes to take like do you take the route that that camille doesn't turn her in that feels like it would betray the development she's had like choosing that option uh, when she's finally shut this door, and obviously there's that sweet moment where she turns into her, her, the child version of herself again, uh, and uh, her, her young sister like, kisses her on the head, and it's like this sweet moment of, uh, you know, again putting that stuff to bed. Uh, and again, obviously all this paints a light on that uh, "you're not safe here" line from the end of episode, or let's say six that was. So yeah, you, you've got all this stuff, and it's um, I don't know, it's it's interesting. Um, and hell, actually, just, to make me, just making me think again to, to Amma and Adora's relationship, one of the things that Vickery said to, to Willis after they interviewed Keen, which I thought was also a pretty good scene, his reaction to their questioning and finding out there was blood in, in that house, in that room, uh, which again makes sense later on when we find out that, uh, that, that Amma did it, but when they get outside and they're talking about, and you know, the, the Vickery turns around and says to him like hey sorry about Camille sorry about the Preaker girl and you know it's kind of an awkward moment and she says oh there's a lot of her, mo- her mother in there you know she 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 loves the attention but she'll she'll chastise you when you give her too much um and that's interesting because I, I think that relates to Amma's story with Camille as well and the idea that she gave her too much attention back and then eventually Camille kind of got bored of her and that's kind of what led to the other the other girls and uh, obviously where we went from there so no uh, Sharp Objects uh, interesting show interesting show it definitely had its own type of pacing definitely had its own sort of focus on the drama I would say if I'm going to critique it I would say it was maybe one or two episodes too long I think episodes three and four probably could have been condensed into one because I remember I remember episode four being the one where I, I felt like I maybe didn't want to finish it after that one and then episode five bounced right back episode five was the one with the party and that, that was like so focused, I feel like it was so, everything was like clicking together again. I think three and four could have happily been condensed into one and cut this down to seven episodes. Um, that would be my, my critique of the show. It is definitely a slow burn. Um, and I know Connor always complained in the first few episodes about the, the sound. Um, I, I got used to it, the, the way it had all the, the ambient sound kind of being really loud. I, I got used to that as it went on, so it didn't really bother me, but uh, I know that was a problem for Connor. Um, I... Yeah, I mean, I would recommend this if you like this kind of thing. I I, I would say uh, I can definitely get that this is from the author of Gone Baby Gone. Uh, not Gone Baby Gone, sorry, Gone Girl. Gone Baby Gone is the other Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> no, Gone Girl, uh, which I really like as well, actually. Uh, Gone Girl. I probably like Gone Girl a bit more. I, I like I like Gone Girl's, like, vin- like the, the vicious kind of twist in Gone Girl that I won't spoil. Um, is an interesting thing uh, although arguably you could argue that a lot of the same themes are present in that in that in that in that story again just going from the movie compared to the show not as opposed to the books which i've not read but 
there's definitely some parallels to the themes of of uh, of anger and what's hidden and and so on. Um, that seems to be Gillian Flynn's uh, forte is is tackling that subject. But yeah, uh, so no, no, I like the ending. I, I like Ama has been so creepy, like here or there for it throughout, and then all the breadcrumbs of the motivation, the hints of how she is with her mother, how she is with her friends, uh, how controlling she is and obsessed she is. Um, all of that added up, and I, I think it's nice that this revelation comes after Camille is. I don't want to say cured. That that feels too too simple and kind of disingenuous to to actually getting over these issues. But I think Camille's you know had an arc where she's crossed this turning point where she is genuinely more healthy and she's got a much better chance of of getting through life now. I th- I think you know that scene with with the editor uh, Curry uh, where he's read the article. Um, like I I think she's truly grown as a person and she's been able to shut this door behind her. Uh, whereas Amma is not. Amma is still deep in there, and she is much worse off for her. She's much worse off than than Camille ever, ever has been, um, and that is you know that is the the tragedy of the show. And I think that's the sadness in Camille's eyes as she looks over at Amma at the end of the episode, is she she's worried that I got out of this. I I might be over this now. I might be able to move on and grow. But Amma might not be able to. Amma might be stuck. She's she's so screwed up. She might not be, you know. I mean, I mean that's a bit d- downer. I mean, anyone can have a second chance. Anyone can can heal potentially. But there's a you know there's a, there's a point where you've you've killed multiple people uh, in such a vicious way that you're not healthy. Your life is never going to be normal after this, right? You you're never going to just be a normal person after this. Uh, best you can hope for is a pretty good life in the hospital. Uh, uh, you know, a medical or a mental institute of some kind, and a lot of therapy coming. Uh, so, so no, but no, I'm really curious to see see what everyone else uh, thought of the ending and uh, how you interpret the various revelations. Um, I I think what's funny is Adora, like we we kind of built up over the season what she was and who she was and her anger and her, especially the last episode, we really you know. Go, go who she really was that i felt like in this one there wasn't a whole lot more to deconstruct with her it was more just the 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 pure thl- thriller elements the, the horror of her getting away with this and doing this to camille and the danger and the tension with that and then the the, the satisfaction of like her being caught um, it was much more the the plot action side of things with her but there's a lot more to delve into this one with ama and realizing all the little hints throughout the season that have built up to her being the one who did this, the idea that it was just another one. If you remember the scene uh, earlier in the, the the season where Vickery like was driving alongside them and said, "You shouldn't be out here, girls. There's a there's a killer on this. He, you know, he could be dangerous. There's someone dangerous, and or something to that effect." And it's I think it's Amit said or her, it could be a her. And I, I think it's interesting her knowing that she did it when she says that. Um, as my cat is making noise behind me, uh, so that that is uh, that's the finale though. That that is sharp objects. Um, so yeah, be healthy. I guess is my advice. Uh, <laughs> be healthy, and if you're in a toxic situation with toxic family members, toxic friends, seek help. Don't let it fester because you know you may end up a serial killer um, or or other such issues. Uh, that's been very simple, of course, but. <laughs> That's my advice. So, uh, thank you very much. It's been fun uh, tackling this, and we'll we'll find some more stuff. I know that the Deuce. Speaking of HBO shows, the Deuce season two is coming soon. Uh, me and Connor will be reviewing that together. Uh, we like season one a lot. Uh, in terms of heady HBO, you know, drama, you know, 
proper adult drama. Uh, where we're, you know, the deuce is coming up soon, so uh, you can look forward to season two of that. Or you can get our reviews of season one, uh, the eight episodes of season one. We reviewed that together last year, um, so you can go and find those as a playlist on the channel. Um, so yeah, and if you listen to the audio feed, if you're on Almost Cancelled TV reviews, the audio feed, uh, which is one of two review feeds because there's a Netflix one as well for all the Netflix shows. Uh, the Deuce season one isn't on the audio field yet, but it will be before season two launches. So I can mention that. Uh, otherwise, though, uh, get us on Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV if you like the the reviews, if you like the channel and all the other content. Do and you want to support us? Head over there and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month, which uh, helps us out loads, and we would really appreciate it. Plus, you get some bonus stuff as well for your troubles. Uh, but that is that is me. So get 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 uh, mailed fuzz on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates, and you get me on Twitter at wibble eighty nine. Uh, but otherwise, that is me. So thank you once again for watching or listening. I always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>